Hail and well met, Scrappers. It is I, Jeff, coming to you before episode 112 with a few words and but a moment of your time. First of all, thank you heartily from each of us here at Network Against the Machine. Why am I thanking you? Excellent question. Love that about you. March 2023, month that just came before this one. What a month it was. Why, in fact, it was our most downloaded month ever. How can you download a month, you ask? Another excellent question. By that I mean we had more downloads in March of 2023 than any other previous month. We had over 9,000 downloads. Truly absurd and fabulous number. We couldn't be more grateful. Secondly, we are close to reaching our next goal on Patreon slash Ko-Fi, under $50 a month away from reaching that goal. That goal, glad you asked. You're so inquisitive. It will revamp our website. It'll rebuild it. It'll migrate it. It'll have brand new shrink wrap on it. It's going to be great. Currently, our website is uh, really slow. If you've been there, thank you slash I'm sorry. But we're close to reaching a goal that'll allow us to compensate a professional to do a fabulous job at what they do best, building websites. Yeah, and what I do best is clearly words. If you enjoy what we do and you'd like to support us, you'll find the links to our Patreon and Ko-Fi in the show notes and on our aforementioned website. Currently, there's a, a whole new show of story machines out there that uh, is exclusively available to our generous patrons, and encourage you to check that out. Lastly, do you remember way back when? I'm talking book one. One of the very first things we fought, wasn't the first, I think it was the third thing we fought, was gremlins. Now, not those adorable feet after midnight and only happy things happen gremlins. I remember the plot well. But the gremlins this time are relevant because we've encountered them yet again in the form of scheduling gremlins. A truly horrific template applied to the regular gremlins that made it so that our own Izzy was assaulted by, swarmed by even, these scheduling gremlins. And so there were a couple weeks where uh, they weren't able to join us. And it breaks our heart, but we did our best to still provide uh, quality content in their absence. So fear not. Izzy will return soon. Just wanted to give you a heads up in case you thought, that's weird, I haven't heard nearly enough stickers and glitter references. It's true, neither have we. But the show must go on, and speaking of the show, this is Pod Against the Machine. Welcome back to Pot Against the Machine, the only actual play podcast with the guts to replace Falcor with a giant, glowing, goofy-eyed space moth. I'm your host, and here's everybody. Hello. Hello. The ever-mothing story just doesn't really roll off the tongue, but I would watch it. Hi. Whoa. (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm not sure what that was supposed to be, but... Is that... Did that help? But the opening to Radioactive by uh, <laughs> Magic Dragons. Now I need that smash mashup. Previously on the program, despite an untimely nap from our resident Blood Rager, our heroes managed to defeat the remains of the Coven of Hags who had taken up residence in the Smokewood, brutally punishing their leader for the unforgivable crime of having bones. This is what I get for writing stuff down. After that, they decided to check out the terrible thing under the rock and found Longdreamer, the star monarch and emissary of Desna herself. It was uh, in what was truly a religious experience for Brixby, at least. The approximately very capable four learned all about what it's like to be an immortal insect the size of a house who can travel through space at absurd speeds and also just casually spy on the dreams of everyone in her general vicinity. She said there was only one being in the tower who has any dreams of note, and those dreams are deeply unpleasant. The party volunteered to clear the taint of the tower from her home forest so it could go back to being the Dreamwood. She agreed to give them a safe place to sleep in the Smokewood and free air transport to pretty much anywhere there's a safe place to land. So immediately upon agreeing to do that task, um, they instead got her to fly them back to Torch real quick so they could check in on some family and friends, do some capitalism, and have some sorely needed personal exposition. That's where we are now. Um, the night has passed, and you've all kind of gone your separate ways, um, with Brixby camping out outside of town, Alloway working the night shift at the Chicken Shack. I'm not sure we got where Asher slept for the night. Hmm. No, I... He broke into Garmin's house and oh, slept yeah, he there broke into, correctly. He threw a baby out of their crib and... <laughs> no. Canonically, there were no babies. I'm sorry, the foundry? Yeah. Uh, how could you pass up the foundry, the foundry, or the foundry? Yeah, Asher would 100% support local small business owner, Connor Bain. Um, and uh, Kira, of course, was staying with her family at the um, Smyther Smith residence, and I can't remember which one it is right now, because I'm a professional. It's Smith. Pronounced the second, spelled the first. Because <laughs> it's old-timey. Um... So I think it is morning in Torch now and at the foundry where Asher is staying because he's the only reasonable person who stays in hotels. Um, there's a knock at the door of his room. Asher will put his hat on and answer the door. Dolga Frederick. Oh, Dolga, how good to see you. Uh, would you like to come in? I'm afraid there's uh, no no time for that. I'm just about to start a day at work. I'm sorry if I've awakened you, but um, have a bit of a problem. I was hoping that you and your colleagues could could take care of for us. If there's anything we can do to help, we'll certainly be amenable to doing so. What did you have in mind? Uh, well, a uh, runner came from the uh, Knock on Wood Winery, uh, just a few miles up the road. It seems uh, Rollam and Tannik, the, the brothers who own the place, uh, they've been besieged by goblins. Apparently they tunneled their way into their cellar and they've been tapping into what's left of their wine stores. Uh, the whole place was terribly damaged in a storm a ways back, so what's left of the wine stores is basically all those brothers have. They, they were hoping we could send someone out to 
to help them, but I don't have anyone. And then I happened to hear you were in town. Well, that certainly seems like something that would be simple enough for us. Not overly heroic, but competent adventurers could take care of. Would you be able to show me on a map, perhaps, or describe a geographical landmark that might help us to find this knock-on-wood winery? Well, as is uh, Torch tradition, I can draw you this very detailed map, and she'll just take out a napkin and draw, just write the word wine in one port, and then put an arrow towards it. There you go. <laughs> ah, thank you. That was most useful. Uh, no, but she'll basically tell you what road to take, and it's just a few miles outside of town. Good luck, Asher. Yeah, I'll just head right there myself. Yeah! <laughs> he casts Phantom Steed and sets out. <laughs> it takes off on his own. Uh, no, no, probably not. Although maybe. But we'll see. I, I've always heard splitting the party is the best, and I try to do it at every juncture. Uh, before she leaves to head off to her day of work, he would just confirm with Dolga that the brothers who... Uh, one of which is named Rolam, and the other one is named Dice Maiden. Uh, no, it was a uh, Rolam and Tannic. Yeah. Uh, are that they live at, on the property? I'm assuming the winery is part of their home. Cool. Yeah, they, yeah. It used to be like a sort of resort sort of thing, but it damaged too badly a few years back, and now it's just them there. Well. I'll be certain to round up my companions, and we'll head that way as soon as we can. Oh, I, I wouldn't, um, bother bothering Kira. Um, it's just a few goblins. You can manage it with the three of you, if you don't mind. We'll just give her some time. I know Willow is aching to spend a little bit of time with her daughter. Well, you make an excellent point. Certainly wouldn't want to intrude upon this precious time. I'll just grab Halloween and Brixby, and maybe a friendly gigantic space moth could be a temporary fourth party member. Gigantic no, don't worry about that. Oh, okay, uh, I will assume that that is a metaphor. Probably for something dirty. No. <laughs> it's something... Divine. It's one of those sayings from where I come from. There's a giant, friendly space moth watching over you. And then the other person would say, and also with you. And then we would part. It's... Anyway, we should go our separate ways. Yes, that, that saying sucks. That was a callback. <laughs> I like it. She's only a fan of our old stuff. Yeah. Since you, she really, since we went corporate. She, yeah. She dropped off after network at the machine. <laughs> or network against the machine. Then yeah, Asher would uh, bid her a fond farewell, gather his belongings, and head off to the uncomfortably decided upon spot to meet up. It just feels weird. Uh, but up to the top of the black hill where as the sun rises over it we see yet another silhouette <laughs> of a giant friendly space moth and a tiny tiny rat and then maybe 
a weird fruit selling merchant, aka Alleman, shows up, just juggling bananas. He kind of wanders out of uh, Charlie's as you pass by. Uh, you see him handing an apron off to uh, Charlie himself, and he waves and meets up. <laughs> you guys walk up to the top of the hill together. Can you believe they paid me and used fryer oil? <laughs> Suckers. Well, hello, Alwyn. You seem like you've been rather productive. We helped keep the chicken place open at night, though for some reason no one came. I'm sorry to hear that you didn't have any customers, but it seems like, you know, couldn't hurt the old resume. Or when Alwyn retires from adventuring, <laughs> can open up a franchise. True. Well, hey, it's Brixby and Longdreamer. <laughs> Tolga, the councilwoman of our town here, Torch, had uh, stopped by at the foundry. Not the foundry, or the foundry, but I was at the foundry. And she asked if we couldn't lend a hand to the town. And he tells them the plot hook of the quest that he's accepted on their behalf and the uh, appropriate compensatory XP and loot. Uh, <laughs> the chance of a rare drop, who could say? Uh, do you have any other business you'd like to take care of this morning before we... Well, I guess that's rather presumptuous. Before I, at least, head up to the knock-on-wood winery at wouldn't mind having you to join me to see if we can't help out these brothers and put an end to a goblin incursion. Sort of a conceit that you both will come along, but... Yeah, no, no, I'm, I'm definitely going to come. I'm just laughing at the idea of Alwyn taking this evening of working at Charlie's and opening a place called... Kenny Rogers Roasters, even though his name is Alwyn. The Moth and I think it's funny. It's, uh, we've developed a rapport. Um, yeah, let's kill some drunken goblins. <laughs> Long Dreamer, if you're not busy and want to come along, it could be an interesting experience for you. Here, take this sword. <laughs> you can use it, right? Are you proficient in this exotic weapon? Wandering blinks <laughs> several times in, in total silence because it can only communicate psychically. <laughs> when it opts to not put a paw on you and just blinks at you is like the shadiest thing yeah. an interstellar dream moth can do. It's having so many... It's tossing so much psychic shade right now and you just can't even hear it. <laughs> Uh, well, we'll be going up the road if you want to come along. My only condition is that if we do this thing, we go back and we tell Dolga that we help the goblins burn the winery down so I can at least buy breakfast for less than 30 gold. Perhaps we can come to some sort of understanding. I did tell her that we were not overly heroic, but we're competent adventurers, so... You know. Do you want to, like, drop us off at the winery, or are you gonna... do mystic moth things while we walk? And, uh... Uh, 
moth will probably blink a couple times more and then lower itself so you can climb on and get a ride to the winery. You're the best. Really racking up these frequent flyer miles. <laughs> we'll have to come up with some sort of program for what you can redeem them for. Maybe fixing my woods would be the thing you could redeem them for. <laughs> we already said we were getting to that eventually. You just <laughs> seem to be getting very distracted very quickly. Well, you know how teenagers are. If Kira wasn't spending so much family time, we'd probably be heading back to the Smokewood already, but with any luck, we could take care of this goblin situation quickly and still return there as soon as possible. One presumes it should be quick. We're going to show up at this winery and it's just going to be a bunch of zills painted green. It's going to be the exact same arc again. Yeah. I don't just, know. The wine cellar collapsed. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what happened. I just keep thinking the uh, first episode of what you call it, uh, Rick and Morty. Five minutes in and out. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Thank you, Long Dreamer, for your, uh, well, our transport and your friendship. Plops down. On Long Dreamer's back, going a few miles, doesn't take long at all. Um, and the the vineyard itself is sort of stationed up on a hill to where they have all the actual grape arbors, like along the side of the hill for the sun exposure. But the grapes don't really look healthy; they look overgrown and you know generally sad. Uh, and then you come over and crest the rise of the hill and it's a cold and windy day today and the sky is is like a, a faded kind of blue where there's no clouds but everything's like a hazy whitenedness and the wind is ruffling the Numerian grasses that of course look un at least as unhealthy as the grapevines and the scrub brush is all growing in all over the encroaching on the roads here um, it looks like the building kind of stands by itself along the road, except for a, a barn a couple hundred feet away, and they're both in kind of a sorry state. Now, as Long Dreamer brings you in and lands sort of off the side of the street, a little ways away from the winery, you can see, like, this used to be a really nice building. Like, the walls are built from cedar logs, which cedar doesn't grow in Numeria. Um, so they must have been brought in from some country that has real forests. And um, it, clearly something hit this place really hard. Like there are um, sections of the building that are totally collapsed and like big holes in it. And there looked like there used to be a second floor at some point, at least on parts of it. And it just um, is totally caved in on itself and unusable. It's clearly been sitting in this state for a while and there are visible spots where people made some attempts at makeshift repairs but doesn't look like there's been any like sort of long-term or large-scale repair efforts here and um you could probably get into this building just about anywhere since there are big holes in it but it would probably be most polite to use the front door as they walk up uh 
Rixby is like, this, this building, it's, it's made of, I once met this captain from Nermethos, who, who built a ship of this wood that grew there, it was, it was red like this, this is, well, this is pretty. Takes a moment, kind of admiring the beauty, which is kind of uncharacteristic. He also casts Mage Armor, and yeah, let's just start with Mage Armor on himself. Even though we're going to call that as like a hand wave of every day, just for the people that are like, um, Brixby's protections. Whoever's running that Brixby's Twitter account, buffs. stop adding <laughs> yeah, Brixby's buffs. Stop adding me. And also, yes, I have Mage Armor. Oh, and after, uh, Brixby talks about seeing it as shipwood. Goes, there were some trees like this in the, the first forest, the exalted forest that we had to leave, but I haven't seen ones like that in a long time. Interesting. I'd like to hear more, perhaps, on the four-second flight back, terrifyingly the torch. <laughs> or maybe on the... 28 second flight back to the smoke wood. <laughs> or perhaps over the campfire one night about this exalted woods and why you were forced to leave. So, uh, shall we say, uh, um, hello and Merlot. No. No. No, okay. that was great. That was good. And we won't. <laughs> we won't at all. <laughs> uh, Brixby knocks on the door. Hello? Hmm? Oh, hello? But at the door. Um, who's at the door? <clears throat> Us, uh... Um, uh, the Brixby Red Tail Halloween and Asha Halik. Um, have, did you come from Torch to deal with the goblins? Is it is that what this is? Yes, I believe you dropped your MacGuffin in town. We're returning it. <laughs> yes, we'd like to help if we can. Uh, Councilwoman Dorga came and asked uh, if we'd be able to assist. That is, if you agree, Gio. You know. <laughs> um, <laughs> pop open the door and go, um, yes, um, thank you for for coming. Um, um, I'm Roland. My, my brother Tannik is there behind me. Um, it's, uh, thank you for coming out here and, um, that help us with this. Uh, they just burrowed their way into the basement. It's the darndest thing. Um, well, uh, come on in. It's, um, that place is modest, but, um, make yourselves at home. And, um, this is, like, the room that this enters through clearly used to be a storefront. Um, where, you know, people would have bought bottles of wine or whatever. Uh, but now it's it's mostly picked bare um, and, like, dusty and 
disheveled as it, it's no longer an operating business. Just these two um, rather worse for wear kind of middle-aged Kellids um, hanging out here doing inexplicable work on you know, a, build it, a business that no longer operates. <laughs> I don't know. Tannic is in the back there. He's holding a keg for some reason because it's Icon is holding a keg. <laughs> and he says, oh, yes, I, I, I tried to chase them out of the basement. I, I tried to shoo them away with a broom, but um, they're ruining everything. They, they, they just laughed at me and they, uh, they were biting and they, they rigged up like a tripwire and I tripped on it. They're, they're just, I, I hate them. Can you please make them go away? Yes, yes, we can certainly do that. We were getting a bit Bordeaux in town and I'm certain we can take care of a few goblins. Oh, well, I I can show you the to the basement. It's just uh just this way. He'll uh, head down to the south and lead you over to um, a flight of stairs that heads down. That uh, this flight on the left. Yeah, it's on the left there. Bixby's gonna pull out the uh, lesser extend magic or meta magic rod and cast extended shield on himself. Why would he? Good old eighteen minutes. Why would he do such a thing? Hmm. They're just goblins. I'd... It feels like you're over preparing for these goblins. I I do hope it's literally like six half CR goblins and that's it. The app's over in five minutes. <laughs> Happy one twelve. Just going to town with that light hammer. Don't want to waste bullets on these noobs. Uh, I think before we go downstairs, uh, after Brixby casts his shield, Alowin will say, "You know, they always said that." Alcohol is a very dangerous poison, and you should be careful and not drink it. So, since we're in a place with a lot of alcohol, and he's going to touch uh, both Brixby and Asher and cast on all three of them uh, Delay Poison Communal, just in case. Ooh. So, we each have... Uh, it is an hour level split between everyone. It is a caster level seven, so we each have two hours with like an extra hour left over. Excellent. Let's start guzzling wine. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You headed on down? Yep. All right. It yep. will drag you to another part of the map. Since we have been warned about tripwires, etc., yes, we will, uh, for once, not heedlessly, walk through hallways. Doors, we check. We check every door. Yeah, Bricks. He's doing perception. He does. We we percept in things. Halloween is going last because he has a minus two to his perception. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Ah, <laughs> uh, you want to roll a percepty do as you come down the stairs? Oh, I so badly want to, so badly that I want to see what my... Okay. For once, I might have a small chance of rolling a higher perception than Brixby. 
He's got one sight. Get him. No, it's a 24 with a 9 off the die. Unless it's yeah. a high-tech and mechanical goblin situation, and then it's the 25. Um, it looks like a couple of the sort of intersections here of the stacks of wine, uh, because this place, as you come down the stairs, you can see it's like a maze of barrels and shelves. Um, and a bunch of the barrels have already been tapped and are empty, but a lot of them look like they're still intact. And it, it looks like you can see one or two where they've been smashed and there's drying wine pooled on the floor. But it looks like they have rigged up some tripwires at, at a couple of the intersections here. And everyone, um, it doesn't take pretty much any perception to hear the laughing and shuffling of little voices as there's definitely something in here. Why don't we just do a little initiativo? Just Ooh. like we can do it do this in encounter mode. Why not, you know? Don't worry, all is right in the world. Because I followed that up with a sweet nat one. Uh for an initiative of six. Nice. Halloween got a uh ten on the die for a sixteen. 16, pretty good. Rixby has been trying to test how well this delay poison communal works against an entire cask of wine as he rolls a 3 for an 11. <laughs> All right. Oh, man, I'm going to passively throw up right now. <laughs> All right, well, since you all rolled worse than the goblins... The goblins go first. So one of these little goblinoid creatures is going to just come scampering sort of around the corridor here. And it's laughing and um, it catches sight of Brixby. And I'm going to need Brixby to make a will save. Ooh, is this a, uh, a spell or spell like ability? I don't think so. Alrighty. My will save is a perfectly average 10 off the die for an 18. Well, that's a pass. So for the next one round, uh, you take a minus two to your AC as uh, you have been evil-eyed. Oh, no. <laughs> Just a little gobby fun. They're wino witches. <laughs> and there's just a little bit of shuffling around. Um, and scampering about and you can't really see what exactly is happening but you can hear the pitter-patter of little feet and Alowin is up so can he around everybody see a red goblin or no um yeah I think it's a, a little bit tough just because there's so many bodies between you and there but you got yeah. line of sight on the on red goblin luckily he just needs line of sight for this uh not showing off my new spells. You're showing off your new spells. Uh, that goblin needs to make me a reflex save. Uh, spell resistance? Uh, no, actually. It does not have spell Ooh, resistance. Interesting. Okay. So the reflex save is a 16. Uh, that is a fail, and the goblin falls into the pit that was created under him. Oh, no. <laughs> and he is going to take... How big of a pit are we doing here? So it is 10 feet per caster level. This is caster level. 
Seven. So that is a uh, seventy-foot pit that he falls into. Um, what's the radius on it? Uh, it is a ten by ten. Seventy feet down, so seventy-six. Yes. All right, give me your seventy-six, you monster, hurting this poor little normal goblin, drunken goblin. Uh, Twenty-two points of uh, bludgeoning, I believe, is what it is when you fall and fall. I believe falling damage is untyped. Is it untyped? Yeah. This is damage on yeah. here, so I guess it is. It's a weird thing. So that that was a lot of damage on that little gabo. It's really mean. It's just really, really mean. <laughs> uh, and because the uh, rest of the party is in front of him on the stairs, that will be his entire uh, thing. He won't take a move action. All right, Brixby. Uh, Brixby is going to move five feet to the northeast, five feet to the north freeing up some space for his compatriots to move out of the stairwell with a a motion and some words. He's like, I'll be right back. And he disappears. All right. Two knowledge checks. One, are these things goblins? I kind of want to know what they are. And I was also interested in knowing if like I could identify some class levels. I actually feel like I have a sticky on a Mac about because we totally do it wrong every time well no because i've like meant to do it in the past before because i've definitely listened to some people that are like really good at rolling knowledge checks which i am not good at it's the problem of playing a smart character as a dumb man all right well how about to figure out what they are um is that a look um why don't you give me a knowledge planes Oh, I don't like that answer in the slightest, my friend. And that's not a high knowledge for old Brixbean. <laughs> that's the that's the chortle of a man who rolled a nat one, my friends, for a twelve. Very nice. Well, mm. I'll tell you, you are looking at creepy ash gray creatures that have eye sockets with no eyes in them. They don't look super much like goblins, but I don't think Brixby knows what they are. They're like totally um, eyeless goblins, so that would make them goblin. Goblins. It it works a lot better when you could visually see that I removed the eye from that word. Anyway, it's the end of my turn. (laughs) I was trying to figure that out. Honestly, I didn't get it. <laughs> All right, Asher. Got a bunch of goblins. Yes, perhaps they should see an optometrist so they can get an, a goblins. Uh, Asher will spend a swift action to bump up his speed as he will race down the stairway and then to the east back around the stairway to the south of the kegs and all the way to the east against the wall and now that he's 10 feet away from this creature that may or may not have some sort of wild extraplanar reach uh, he will take a single uh, deadly aim shot with his revolver that he drew whilst running 
uh, just a single revolver and a single hand. Uh, and take a shot against touch AC. Uh, total trash, but maybe uh, 14 against touch AC. Beats, beats. Ooh, point blank shot. Saving the day. Uh, also trash, but eight points of mundane bludgeoning and piercing damage. And it doesn't feel like all that goes through. Gasp. Feels like it might have been reduced somehow. Feel as though that damage was reduced somehow. Maybe Alowin's seen these creatures before in the one forest or another. Um, so I think if that is the end of your turn. Yep. I don't have plans or I'd roll my own. Orange is going to take a little five foot step up to Asher and it has no choice but to full attack. Yeah, I mean, you say that. Yeah, right there and it's a, it's just a little goblin. Um, so for the bite, uh, 10. No. How about the claw? 18. No. How about the other claw? 12. No. Alright, well, it didn't hit you, but you know it's there, at least. Oh, it's here, at least. And, um... Why don't you just make a, a will save while you're there, as the green one stares at you. Just the most evil of eyes. How do you cast evil eye with no eyes? <laughs> evil socket. Uh, evil evil socket I found my double digits again that's useful that is a 24 alright well you've got a minus 2 to hit for one round and then red is going to cackle from down in the pit so Brixby still has that minus 2 AC and then red will stand up but no one can see that and then blue. Let's see what, what's blue gonna do. Blue is gonna just run on down here and sort of scramble around a corner. And it's gonna look over at Brixby for a different evil eye. Invisible. Oh, right. It's not gonna look at Brixby. It's gonna look at Asher because he's the only one it can see. We'll save. Can it? I guess it can see me, so that's fair. It looks towards Asher. <laughs> I don't know how it can see, but... Uh, 90-19 for a 31. Alright, so one round of minus two to saves. Neat. And Alwyn, you're up. Uh, first thing Alwyn is going to do is roll a knowledge plane check on these things after Brixby yells out they're not goblins. Uh, that is a... 14 on the die for a 23. that give anything? You are looking at Swathe Demons. Swathe Demons are eyeless, skulking agents of fear and unprovoked attacks formed from sinful souls who, in life, used animals as tools of violence or murder. Swathes often lure those who seek their aid and advice into falling victim to the dark secrets of demonology and forbidden magic. You have two questions on the swathe. What uh, bypasses their DR? Uh, that would be cold iron. 
Okay. Uh, what do we think for the other question? Yeah, yeah, I would say special abilities, special qualities. I'm gonna ask, uh, what do they have? What spell-like abilities do they have, or supernatural abilities? Um, well, for spell-like abilities, well, that's two separate questions, basically. I guess those would be two separate yeah, questions. Yeah, uh, I would say spell-like, because it seems like the stuff they're using is mimicking witch spells. <laughs> All right, for spell-like abilities, they have constant speak with animals. And can at will do cause fear, detect magic, rave enfeeblement, or read magic. They can also charm animals, turn invisible, uh, cast rage, and cast water of maddening a limited number of times per day. So he is going to uh, relay that to everyone. Uh, I think these are Swath demons. They, they're definitely not goblins. Uh, be careful, they're very dangerous. If you have cold iron on you uh, that will allow you to hurt them more uh, they can do and then he lists off all of the spells that just went over you also still have your turn <clears throat> so he is going to go down the stairs uh, to stand kind of diagonal to Brixby and he is going to look uh, blue in the not eye and uh is going to cast Bone Shaker on it, so uh, give me a Fortitude save. Oh, actually, I gotta roll my thing. Bone Shaker does have uh, that is a twenty on the die, so I'm assuming that's going to pass. That'll do it. All right, Blue does have bones, but it rolls a what kind of save is this? Uh, fortitude. Uh, twenty-one on the Fortitude save. Uh, that is a save, so I cannot move him, and it'll only be half damage. Uh, 22 points of blood, so 11. Alright. Since he saved. And that will be Alowin's turn. Alright, Brixby, you are invisible. Alright, uh, Brixby is gonna five foot step to the southeast, and lining up with blue... In doing so, he uh, gestures and uh, incants, and he points. And uh, before he becomes visible, one scorching ray fires off, and then a second one fires off after he becomes visible. Um, so let me just roll these separate melee touch attacks, because I just want to remind everyone out there that if you're an invisible person, you uh, you get a plus two to your attack rules. I also so, need one spell resistance for the lot. I will get you that as well. Here, actually, let me roll that, that spell resisto first because I took a feat at level nine spell penetration. So we'll see okay. how that goes. Alright, so it's a 22 versus spell resistance. Alright, that'll do it. And... Alright, my first touch attack here. That is a 40. That is a 1. <laughs> Congratulations on your natural 30 on your 1d30. Heck yeah. <laughs> 
other podcasts wish they could roll all the way up to 30. Uh, that's a 16 versus touch. Um, that's the invisible one or the non-invisible one? Uh, that's the invisible one. Okay, so yeah, that's flat-footed touch. That is definitely hit. All right, excellent. So that is... Let's do the scorchy damage first. That's 14 fire. And... That is an additional 12 sneaks, so that's 26 in total. And then these second ray it's looking pretty hurt but it doesn't seem like all that fire damage went through Ooh. all right this is just versus touch because i am now visible that is a 10 off the die for an 18 uh, 18 will do it all righty there is no sneaky dues on here so that's just a it's just a four six and that is 11 fire damage as a follow Right, just the tiniest little singe on that one. Oh no. <laughs> <laughs> and Brixby is now visible. And that is. Okay, actually, so I looked this up. Um, can I roll a Knowledge Arcana, as I perceive them to be arcane casters, to identify. <sighs> I already said what it was. Okay, because I like know how to identify class features, but it's like 10 plus the level when the feature is granted, and then it's either like Arcana for Arcane Casters, Religion for uh, Divine Casters, and Nature for Druid and Ranger, Local for all the Marshals. But like I already know what you are, in my opinion. So, you know what, let's just make this roll just so I can make the meta real. Huh? I just wanna, I'm gonna roll a low, or sorry, an arcana here to see if I can identify the class feature that was just used on me a moment ago. So that is a plus 15 on this roll. So 10 plus the level that that is granted. Is this ability granted at level eight? Um. Well, it's effectively I mean, witches get hexes at level one. Um, these things don't seem to be full-on witches, but they have a lot of abilities that mimic what a witch has. Ooh. Okay. So Brixby confuses himself, um, <laughs> hurts himself in confusion. No, I'm kidding. All right. That's the end of Brixby's turn. Uh, did the Scorchy do? Is visible. My ninja. All right. Asher. Uh, nothing. The only thing scarier than an eyeless goblinoid demon is a mimic pretending to be a goblinoid eyeless demon. Uh, Asher is just gonna stand right in front of this uh, Patrick Swayze and provoke an AOO should it wish to take it as he focuses his aim, the swift action, and then we'll shoot it in the face three times. That's an eight on uh, the bite. Uh, unfortunately. Uh, uh, is less than half of his AC. But because it critically failed... No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I will now proceed to shoot it. Dead little lily. Mm-hmm. Uh, you said 14 meets beats? Yeah. Yeah, because my last one at the lowest bab was a 14. Uh, so that is three hits. We're going to roll 3d8 plus 11. You rocking clustered shots these days or no? Oh, yes, I am. 
And uh, so that is, uh, I'm sorry, I said plus 11. That's plus 11 for each one. I'm just good at brain. So that is uh, 15 plus 33, so 48 points of damage on orange. The DR only comes out one time. That is plenty to take orange down. Yes. I get that grip point right back as the cloud coalesces slightly. Picks up a little bit of wine. And uh, as a free action, he uh, will reload those four bullets that he spent between last turn and this turn, so he's back up to six in that revolver. And that's the end of his turn. Alright, let's see. 23 initiative is dead, so 23 doesn't get a turn. Um, let's see, I think what green is gonna do is it's gonna fire off a ray at Asher. I'm going to need a fortitude save. Okay, and I'll subtract two from the evil list of eyes. Uh, that is a only a 21, because the evil eye. Alright, so he does save, but this is a rave enfeeblement, so he still takes half strength penalty. Oh no, I don't have a lot of strength to start with. <laughs> Unfortunately, I rolled a 1 on the d6, so this is 1 plus 2. So half of 3 with Pathfinder rules is a strength penalty of 1. Ugh. <laughs> Dropping down to 8 strength, his revolver has never felt heavier, but he's going to muster all that he can to hold on. And then this little demon is gonna run off towards the east. And then the one in the pit is going to laugh. Um, and then it's gonna try to climb out of the pit um, very pathetically. You have any idea what the DC to get out of the pit is? Or, or to uh, climb? I think it might say on here, climb DC of 25. Yeah, it has no hope. It's it's in that pit. And to be fair, though, it only lasts uh, seven total uh, rounds, and I think he's in... Is this his third round in it? I mean, you go after him, right? So this would just be round two? Oh, yeah, it's round three when my turn starts. Yeah, it's the second round at the bottom of the pit. That's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> all right, well, Blue is very upset um, with all of you. It's going to fire off a ray at Brixby. Oh, I will need a fort save. Alrighty, is this a spell or spell-like ability? It is. Alrighty. Oh, that's a four off the die for a 12. Well, DC 12. Ooh. You only take a strength penalty of two. Ooh. Ooh, I'm a weak rat. <laughs> <laughs> Your tail blade just sinks to the ground. If we still had some radiation damage, we'd be in business. Oh, no. <laughs> and then Blue is also going to go 5, 10, 15, 20. And it's running off towards the east with its buddy. Alwyn, you are up. Does it seem like they need verbal components for these spell-like abilities they're doing? Like for the Ray of Enfeeblement, they have had verbal components, yeah. And like I'm assuming to, in order to like cackle and stuff, they need that. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Make That's a 17. Uh, 17 makes it. Okay. Blue has to make me a will save. I don't like that. 
Uh, we got a 12 on the will save. Uh, that is a fail. So he is affected by aphasia. Uh, <laughs> you render the target unable to understand any language, including spoken language, written language, sign language, gestures attempting to mimic a crude language, or even true speech and telepathy. The affected creature is unable to communicate, use command words, cast spells with verbal components, or use any other abilities that require language. Uh, at the end of each turn, they can roll to save again, otherwise it will last for seven rounds. That's terrible. Uh, and that will be Alowin's turn. That's very mean, Alowin. I have tried to cast that on two different spellcasters so far since he entered the game and failed both times, because they all passed their will saved. All right, Brixby. Brixby is going to standard action remove a zero grenade and move action move right up here near this pit. Oh. <laughs> That's the end of my turn. <laughs> Poor thing. All right, Asher. Asher is going to stride up 5, 10, 15, 20, 25 feet to the north. Like, oh, hey, there's green and blue. I was really hoping blue would chill so I could just five foot and full attack it. But no. Uh, that's alright. We're gonna do a single deadly aim shot against old blue. Would have been a clutch time for a nat 20, but still a uh, 19 is going to exceed touch AC. So let's roll a d8 plus 6. Ooh, juicy. Uh, 13. Not cold iron, but, you know, got shot. It did get shot, and it's so close, but it's just not actually dead. But, you know, almost there. Sweet. All right, um, Goblin, uh, number green, is going to rush over to this door over here and um, pop it open. Um, and that's its turn. And then Goblin number red is still in the pit, so it's gonna keep laughing at Brixby. Um, and then try to climb out and fail because it can't, even with a nat 20, hit a 25 climb check. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. And then um, eight, I think, um, is really thinking about doing something to Asher, anything at all, but it's running away. So it's going to double move and run into that room and into the tunnel um, that is hidden in that room. Now it's Alowin's turn. Uh, Alowin, I think, is going to look at his uh, companions and say, Well, other than the one in the pit, we've gotten them out of the winery, so... Are we done, or do we chase them? I'll respond on my turn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, and I think he's actually going to delay until he sees what uh, Asher and Brooks want to do. Because even I, as a player, am not super keen on like having him rush headlong into this room that they've been disappearing into and get ambushed on the other side. Alright, if you're delaying, then it's Brixby's turn. I'm sorry that I'm not sparing my six words to answer you. He, <laughs> yeah, no, that's no problem. He un undoes the zero grenade, grenade and says, 
grenade. <laughs> uh, he undoes the zero grenade and says, it's not very ice to laugh at people. And throws it into the pit. See you next round. I'm going to need uh, an attack roll with um, AC5 to throw the grenade in the hole. Alright, let's let's see. <laughs> How does a nat 20 28 do? <laughs> you did it. Uh, it lands in one of his eye sockets. <laughs> so, yeah, and I guess he'll uh, move action move to here. Which is for the folks that are not in our roll twenty, it'd be weird if you were here. I moved effectively to my southeast a couple schools. Alright. Guess that's Asher, unless Alowin wants to hop back in. Uh no. Alright. Asher's up. Uh we'll just do a whole move to the east situation. Uh and that will put Asher well within his Necessary 25 foot range. And we'll just do another deadly aim single shot against uh, the swathe currently known as green. Oh, yeah. 14 off the dice. All right. But uh, the lowest possible damage. So only seven Oof. of. Yeah. Just a graze, really. Uh, that's the end of his turn. Even though it's not mechanically cackling, it is absolutely laughing at you. Neat. Um, it's good, very sportsmanlike. Yeah, and it's just gonna um, have you make a quick will save. Oh yeah. Uh, Seventeen off the dice. All right, so you're not struck with misfortune. Fortunately Ooh. for you. How lucky am I? And it's going to take off into the room and jump in that little tunnel. And the one in the pit is still laughing, but it can't get out of the pit. Which brings us back around to Alowin's turn. Alowin will just um, move up to be next to uh, Asher, assuming that uh, he's seen how grenades work before, so he's going to assume that... uh, when Berksby's turn rolls around, we won't have to deal with uh, the red demon anymore, so he's just gonna come up here and keep an eye on that uh, tunnel. And that will be his turn. Especially since I think that was more than 30 feet of movement, so that has to be his turn. Alright, and on Berksby's turn, I believe the zero grenade will go off. Yes. So, that's a, a DC 15 reflex save for half. Uh, Where is he gonna go? How can he avoid it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's a 19 reflex. Dang. All right. So half of this, which is an okay roll. It's fine. It's a 20. So 10 points of cold so damage. Zero points of cold damage. Oh, whatever. <laughs> oh, he has what you call it. Candy purse. Resistance. Yes. Well, I wasn't thinking resistance. I was thinking, uh, what's that rogue one where if you pass a reflex check, you just don't take it. Evasion. That was my guess. Oh, evasion. Yeah. Yeah, it might also have evasion. Yeah, there's that as well. Not hearing the sound of a goblin exploding, Brixby is going to move five, uh, ten feet to the west and five feet to the north, 
Yeah, he's feeling vindictive. <laughs> so he's gonna actually move a full complement of his twenty feet and end his turn on the edge. And for folks wondering why I'm rolling a reflex save, it's because I'm on the edge of this pit uh, mm -hmm. to do something. So let's uh, let's see how that roll goes. It's a five off the die for a seventeen. Do I fall in? I fell in the pit. It's a nineteen. Oh my god! Cool. Sick. I'm so sorry, Brett. All right. Well, excellent. I have boots of the cat. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Cool. So I fall in. Um, and that means that I take seven points of damage <laughs> and I land on my feet. Rip. Oh, wait. This is a spell or spell-like ability. Yes, it is. I have two on top <laughs> of that. That's a 19. I'm not in the pit. Then you're good. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, I rolled up. Let's cut this all out. Five on the die, uh, plus 12, plus two for this being a spell or spell-like ability. That is a 19. Which... For folks that did not listen to the part that we just cut out, and it'd be weird if you did, uh, I actually just meet the DC, so I beat the DC, because that's how it works. So I don't fall into the pit, and I still have a standard action here. So, Brixby is going to throw a small ball of bat guano down there into the pit. And I need a reflex save after I roll this very important spell resistance check. Oh my god! <laughs> I rolled a four on the die for a fifteen. SR fifteen. It's another meets beats. Oh nice, Ooh, buddy! All right, roll me a uh, roll me one of them reflexo saves, if you please. Uh, crack die. Uh, that is a twenty-one. Oh yeah, I don't even have to check my thing. That totally beats my yeah yeah. Oh yeah. Okay, cool, 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 cool. So, I think this maxes out at 10, right? Fireball maxes out at 10, yeah? Yeah, I think so, yeah. Yeah, okay, that's what I thought. All right, so half damage on the Bernie Deuce. That's 35 points of damage, so that's going to be 17 points before whatever. Yeah, only some of that gets through, but uh, this thing is looking pretty rough indeed. So the fireball definitely hurt it, but it definitely didn't do like, you know, fireball level damage. Alright, that's my turn. Alright. Um it's it's gonna stop laughing, I think. <laughs> this is no longer fun. It's just gonna look very upset and it, it can't even put on a brave face anymore. And it's waiting at the bottom of the pit. And Alwyn is up. Oh actually we we skipped Asher. Asher hears an explosion of a grenade and then an explosion of a fireball. And he's, oh, they're taking care of that one. And he is going to rush into the room and between 20, 25 feet to the edge of this tunnel. Can he see any sign of blue or green or any idea of how long this tunnel might be? Um, it looks like the tunnel goes for quite a ways. Uh, certainly past the um, extent of any dark vision Asher might have, weirdly, though he'd be a human. Sure. Yeah, definitely 60 feet of dark vision from a normal human. He's going to see... Do you think from outside the tunnel he could get any idea of how to, with a knowledge engineering, 
how to collapse it or whether he'd need to get on in it. Uh, I mean, he could probably assess it from the outside. Let's see if there was a way to do it with an engineering. Nah, homie. That rolled back over to a 1 from a 13. Uh, so with a knowledge engineering total of 14, he's probably exploded. Well, we had some of those Silex charges. I'm sure the winery would be fine. And he'll call back. They've escaped down a tunnel. He only used a move, so he's going to ready in the off chance blue or green or their friend, the boss of the swathes, pops out. If a hostile creature emerges within 25 feet, he will fire a single deadly aim shot. All right, and I already said what the uh, swathe did, so it's Alwyn's turn. Uh, Alwyn, hearing two explosions instead of one, is going to just get uh, back over here and see that Brixby is standing on the very edge of the hole now and say, uh, be careful, that is very dangerous footing. Uh, it sounds like it's not dead yet, and the other ones are out of sight, so I think I'm going to stay over here in case I can help when, if it's still alive when my spell ends. And that'll be his turn, because he had a double move. Alright. Um, Brixby, you've been beating up on this thing um, quite a bit. It hasn't gone all that great. I'm not out of back, Guano. But I prepared <laughs> poor spells today. So he lobs some more bat feces, but he only rolls a 14 on his spell resistance with a 3 off the die. Roll 20 has hated me. Wow. What are these rolls, people? It's like a 3, a 5, a 4, a 4, a 3, a 5. Alright, yeah, so it fizzles out, and um, he's gonna take a 5 foot step back so he doesn't have to make another freaking (laughs) reflex save. Yeah, so Brixby throws the back one down, and the, um... The swathe just sort of eats it. It's yeah, gross. gross. It's, well, if Ace Ventura 2, <laughs> when nature calls, is to be believed, it's delightful. Yeah. Gross. <laughs> um, <laughs> Asher. Yeah, I mean, he's just over here by the tunnel. He'll reload his gun and keep watch, I guess, readying again to fire deadly aim. Should something appear, he doesn't have a lot of interest in sliding down that tunnel himself. Although it could be fun to go down the largest water slide to the Darklands. Wee! It's weird that you pronounced um, running down the tunnel all by himself so strangely. Huh. <laughs> Alright, well, the remaining swathe is gonna say, Alright! Stop trying to kill me! And I'll stop trying to kill you! Just... Let me out of the pit. I have to wait until it's my turn to roll a sense motive, so no. It's also not my call. It's not really his call either. You can't do anything. This is way more than six words, so... Just default to no. Alright, it's Alwyn's turn. Uh, first thing Alwyn does on his turn is take reaction to say, I can't dismiss that voluntarily, sorry. Uh, and then he is going to roll his sense motive. That's only a 10. So I'm guessing I can't tell if he's lying or not. Probably, right? Yeah. It's hard to say. He's a demon. He's probably not 
doing anything nice, but it's hard to tell what his motives may be other than wanting to not be killed by an endless stream of fireballs. Uh, then he is just going to ready to cast a spell if it somehow gets out of the pit before it ends. Uh, which I don't remember how many turns we have on that. <laughs> I've not been keeping track. I assume we have a turn counter somewhere. I believe it's just one turn left on the pit after this one. So uh, that'll be Brixby. Yep. And Brixby disappears with a motion and a hand. No spell components for those keeping track at home. Yeah, I'm, st- I'm still here. Don't listen to that down there in the pit. All right, and Asher, hanging out or running down the thing by yourself to... There's no boss over there. That's what you're thinking. Oh. Well, that that's a relief, honestly. Um, okay. They, that's where they keep the ponies on the, on the other side of the tunnel. Oh, my little pony. You know, friendship is magic, but you know what else is magic? Is a ring of the ram. I'm wondering... Would, would you consider it feasible to target, say, like the side of the tunnel and see if I can collapse it by sending a force of a ram to headbutt it? <laughs> um, yeah, you can you can give it a try and it just just looks like dirt, so it might work. I mean, it's it can attack a door as though it had a strength score of 25, so I feel like it's not wild um that's just for one charge i'm not really inclined to use more than that uh but i guess that means i'm gonna make a strength check to crush the tunnel what do you want from me yeah go for it like a strength check or like a sunder check i guess something like that golly the string of ones (laughs) uh so a total of a 13 (laughs) <laughs> this ram just kind of runs out and then just starts chewing on dirt and then it disappears yeah just the puff of magical ram like force smashes into the earth and doesn't do much of anything yeah that's uh <laughs> whew, that felt effective well worth one of the ten <laughs> remaining charges now it's down to nine alright well the demon is still stuck in the pit until um I guess Alwyn's turn and now it's Alwyn's turn uh, Alowin is, uh, once again going to ready to cast a spell if he sees the demon, and he will end his turn, which I believe will remove the pit, causing him to see the demon, allowing him to cast the spell. <laughs> Alright, the demon <laughs> manifests as the pit hurls it back up to floor level. It looks pretty surprised. Skeet shot. Uh, that is a natural one on the, uh, Bell <laughs> resistance. Uh, so, yeah. That's a waste of a spell this, slot. This demon's gonna live forever. Uh, that's his turn. Not on Invisible Brixby's watch. <laughs> Please kill All it. Alright. Here comes the hot 1d3 of my acid splash. <laughs> but don't you worry. There's also a 46. Um, so top that one so okay in total that is provided they don't have acid resistance as well if they do that's one point of acid damage 15 points of sneak attack don't you have to roll to hit 
Oh. Freaking. No. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because you could crit that guy. All right. 22 versus touch. Now, here's an obscure rules question. Is the sneak attack damage on the acid splash acid? No. Is precision damage? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's dead. Yes. Because yes. it does also oh have acid resistance. But. <laughs> oh my god. So do they just have like the energy acid. resistance all or something? Ah, <laughs> oh, demons. It's uh, a demon. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's. I mean, ask Asher how his, his elemental resistances are. I'm kidding. But Ash no, literally, demon. like, <laughs> how dare you? Well, anyway, we killed that thing. And um, now, now that it's dead, uh, with Asher staring into the seemingly invulnerable tunnel that leads off somewhere, I'm going to bed. Good night, Sam. Good night, Sam. Good night, drunken basement Good demons. Good night, Sam. <laughs> Good night. Good night, Rollum. Good night, Panic. Yeah. Property of its creators, all rights reserved. Pathfinder and the Iron Gods Adventure Path are properties of Paizo Publishing. Please visit them at paizo.com for more information. Theme Against the Machine, written and performed by our own Zach. Please consult the show notes for additional music and sound effect licensing information. Yeah, I was just thinking the other day that we are way too well-oiled of a machine. <laughs> we got to muck that up, because we're against machines. We're going to cut this out, but we laughed on command. Look at that. That was authentic. <laughs> we have to destroy all of this recorded material. They'll come for you. The statute of limitations on bathroom vandalization is a lifetime. <laughs> <laughs> Kidding. All right, but we should clap in, yeah, so yeah. we can at least get all of our crimes on tape in sync. <laughs> okay. I wish I had uh, saved my nat 20 for anything other than perception, but I did have a 25 total. So I will take that fond memory. It's the only time I'll ever out-percept Brixby, <laughs> even though he tied if it was mechanical. <laughs> so was that a 25 um, initiative? No, since this isn't 2E, I don't think I can use that per- perception as oh. my initiative. I- you confused me by saying a number. <laughs> <laughs> That's all it takes. Oh, wait. Oh, my God. That was so stupid. I still have a... Yeah, you have a standard action. I, I totally forgot how grenades work. So <laughs> let's... Boop, boop, boop.